Cool. So we're recording? Oh, yeah. Cool. And um, what are your thoughts on doing a cold open? Ooh. So, like, before music and then open? Yeah. I just thought, you know, a lot of people pr- press play on the pod and sh- go straight to the music and they're like, oh, yeah, and then they have to skip it. But if we did a cold open, ah. it'd, it'd catch them off guard ah. and they wouldn't do that. Well, they probably would do it once the music starts, but they wouldn't know mm. when the music's going to start. I enjoy we, this. We love, we love a preamble. So I was just thinking yeah. we could just start doing cold opens. But Let's start doing cold opens. Let's go yeah. to the show after we... the cold open. Cool. So should we go to the show? Let's go to the show. All right, I'll press play. It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. jazzed up for some award shows and some jazz and some reviews of some things some hot debates hot takes do you have a hot take about the cold open and the idea of us maybe branching out into a cold open we're going to get to everything today christopher how are you doing on this lovely morning i'm good i'm good woke up early on the go i don't i didn't have time for coffee because instead i ran 25k and had a shower well, you know, some people do <laughs> coffees, other people do 25Ks on a shower. So each to their own, really. That's what I'd say about yeah. that. But I'm gonna Invigorating. Crash. I'm going to crash at some point today. <laughs> oh, here's the thing, though. Can mm. you time your crash just post-record? Or do you think it might interrupt maybe your review, your review of my review, a big fiery debate about scores? When's the crash coming? Probably at some point when I just start. I'm in the middle of recounting the two and a half hours of the Grammys. That will probably be when I crash at some point. Because you know me, I love a note and I love just reading my notes. <laughs> oh, I hope they're time stamped to fuck today. I can't. Yeah, exactly. You'll be you'll be looking through the the notes today, and we're all here for it. Let's get to some reviews. But before that, because that's this show's about reviewing things. It's about culture. It's about all kinds of shit. But really, for the newbie who is not familiar with our work, welcome to our world, firstly. Hi, nice to see you. How you been? Um, where have you been all this time? This is season fucking three. Are you mad? Um, <laughs> but also, to be fair, if, if you found us with our very limited presence online, bravo. Because I anticipate it's more season six by the time we actually have an online presence whatsoever. So if you found us here now, and like you don't know us personally in real life, props to you. You're out there making discoveries in the world of online fucking shit they were probably just out there desperate for a podcast review of the grammys that's and then they they, (laughs) that's what they searched (laughs) and and uh a little while after so like oh if they're reviewing it now they've really had time to process the shit they're taking a big (laughs) deep dive retrospective on it clearly with lots of scholarly takes um but I'd like to introduce the, the newbie in, in a certain kind of way. Christopher, would you like to tell me in what way I have 30 seconds to, to introduce the newbie? Um, I'd like you to explain the podcast in 30 seconds as if 
mm. you're receiving an award for the podcast. But you're receiving that award for the podcast, but no one's ever heard of it. So you've got nice. to be gracious and thankful while explaining what the podcast hold is. Hold on, hold on. Just to be clear, this, this, is, this is a big difference, mate. Did the triple CIH just win a Grammy? Or did we just win the Mercury Music Prize? What did we win? That 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 colours this. Um <laughs> You got a lot of ways. Did we win we an won- Academy Award? No. For best we podcast. Won, like at the UK Podcast Convention Awards <laughs> or something. Okay. You know that one UK that you know when you're listening award. to your football podcast and they're like, Oh, please vote for us at the Podcast Academy. I don't know <laughs> what they do. I'm pretty sure it exists. Yeah. But we won Best Football Podcast. Oh, my day. No, we didn't. But anyway, 30 seconds, Jeffrey. Explain yeah. the pod while winning an award. Your 30 seconds starts now. I can't believe I'm up here in the same room as James Richardson. Whether it's Guardian Football, Totally Football Show, you are one of just my podcast heroes, James Richardson. This is this is all about you, mate. But to be fair, you and Barry Glendening back in the day, you were doing The Guardian together. That's, that's where the real stuff is. This is just a review show, guys. Okay, we might not be about football. We might not be a Grammy Award winning act, but we review stuff together. We go back a long way and it's when we're talking about each other's reviews and takes and guessing each other's scores to win an episode every episode. That's when we get into the really good stuff. So thank you for being there with us. We appreciate it. And, uh, I just James Richardson, you know. For, for, for the, the listeners who room. haven't got the Patreon to see the video, um, Jeff's <laughs> oh, award yeah. is a water <laughs> bottle. <laughs> he was holding up his water bottle as an award. So he was, two... he, he was fully <laughs> in character. <laughs> On my two coasters over there, I have a water bottle and a coffee. And I'm really glad that I very quickly grabbed the water bottle because if I'd been motioning like this with the mug of coffee, that might have gone wrong. Christopher, mm-hmm. what a week for... this! Is This is... We're covering the gamut here because... Uh, an hour and eight minutes of an album mm-hmm. and two hours something two and a half 234 can't remember something in that region Felt longer just <laughs> 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 let's get to it because you've been you've been throwing shade it's been one of those weeks and the people know the show now the people not only know the show they know the hosts they know you they know what you're doing they think this might be a double bluff okay they're, they're wondering Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or a triple quadruple whopper of a bluff and it's just you saying things that you feel maybe that's maybe that's what this is but we're we're looking forward to finding out christopher today it's the 66th annual mm-hmm. okay and can i ask a question is it your first probably my first full watch from start mm. to finish at the grammys so uh, fo- follow up is it your last <laughs> <laughs> probably it's very repetitive <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the same stuff is not nominated for a lot of different things oh which man, did make me realize by the way stuff. one of my one of my last notes that i wrote down yes. when they were reviewing or when uh, Celine Dion came out to do album of the year yes she did um We've re- reviewed most of those albums, can I just say? Yeah, yeah, no, you really... have a Grammy award-winning taste. You well, had... Apparently. <laughs> apparently so, right? Because, I mean, it was two mainly. It was Taylor Swift and the other one. The other I have I put forward the record by yeah. Boy Genius. No, I didn't. I put forward the short film. <laughs> either, either way, we've lis- listened to the record. We've listened to 
Um, Midnight's by Taylor Midnight's Swift got by reviewed. Taylor Swift. We've listened to Lana Del Rey, was also nominated. We've listened to Miley Cyrus, was also Not nominated. Not that album. Yeah, those are the two. Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus and Midnight's by Taylor Swift, both pitched by yourself. I swear you pitched the latest Lana. I think I'm convinced you have. I'm convinced we had. No, have we not? No, I think it's oh, been let talked me, let about. Let me consult the website that's not up to date. Um, <laughs> I think it's been. I think it's been talked about. I think it, there's there's a lot of rumors swirling. I think <laughs> Lana got <laughs> Lana got her first. I think I was talking about it a lot because pretty much just under a year ago, just over under over, mm. about a year ago, it came out and it's been a big deal for me. But no, I don't think I don't think the latest one got pitched. I think it just got talked about. I think you pitched the debut. Mm-hmm. And it's just been talked about. But anyway, so Endless Summer Vacation by Miley and Midnight's yeah, by yeah. Taylor. Those are two that fucking every category got nominated. Mm-hmm. And um, then the other ones that filled out that re- a lot of repeat the Barbie noms, soundtrack. A lot of Barbie. But there's a lot of, and bless her for keeping up her applause face, a lot of Olivia Rodrigo for Guts. Mm. Lots of songs from Did Guts. She not win anything? Thought, she fucking, from what I could tell. Because there was a lot that wasn't even on the thing. <laughs> If you check the thing, there's a lot of recaps of, oh, also best alternative, best folk, best rap. Like, oh, are these not big genres? Are these just nothing? Mm. You get one sort of screenshot. But, but, but Country Lady's accent won me over with her award. Country Lady had a great... She really won me over. She's like, I'm a farm girl. I'm like, good for you, lady. And she's like, but like... Oh, but we're all farmers, just, man. We're all, we're we're all st- planting those crops. Yeah, it was, <laughs> we're all story farmers. And I'm like, go on. <laughs> She starts talking about planting the seeds, and I'm like, I'm a story farmer. And she won me over. And, and but um, the biggest thing for me was I mm. finally learned how to say an artist's name. So, Dua Lipa? No. <laughs> and, <laughs> John Batiste. No, I could go through He is one of those people who is yeah. fucking extremely annoyingly talented yes. and like just the fucking coolest person going. And you just look yeah. at him and go, well, that's that's like that should be everyone's aspiration to be John Batiste in my. Oh, do you reckon? Oh, this well, is just because he's just so fucking cool and stupidly talented, and just awesome, and like those shoes stole yeah. the, the whole show for me. But anyway, um, we're jumping around. <laughs> oh, um, it's so hard not to jump around. Yeah, but keep us on track but, somehow. Find so a thread an here artist to who has a song called Kill Bill, which is banging. And every time it comes up on Spotify, oh, when when great. my part when my partner's playing it, it says SZA. You say the letters, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, I wonder who SZA is. Turns out, Scissor. Um, <laughs> and fair, I learned I that. I learned yeah. that. And then she performed the song, and I was like, I know this song. And I had a great yeah. time with Scissor. We also yeah. had performances by Dua Lipa. We also had um, a country guy called Luke something, and. Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman did Fast Car, which is probably the most viral thing after the fact, which oh, is really? probably what made me pitch the Grammys to you. It was this performance, yeah. to be fair. Billie Eilish performed What Am I Made For? Yeah. Um, we had Miley Cyrus perform Flowers. Yeah. We had First Liv- ever. First ever t- televised performance. Televised performance. So she'd only performed it twice previously. Um, a few lines into the first verse, she started like, Come on, guys, you know this song. It just won Best Song to the audience who <laughs> apparently became, weren't out of their seats enough. Best 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 record. No, best no. vocal performance, vocal pop something. Okay, so you've, you've helped me get to my first fucking anyway, names of some um, of these awards. We also got Olivia, Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo Olivia performed Rodrigo. Vampire. Yeah. Um, yes. I think she performed it better on SNL, but hey. 
Who's, who's 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 watching those SNL performances? I am Jeff's not. Sometimes you are. Um, not every time. Don't lie. You also had you two in the sphere. Oh yeah, performing. They did a, song. a bit of Atomic City and then presented an award. Yep. Um, which that was, was strange. That was hard. That was harsh on your boy because I considered myself a U two fan, but I was like, what am I watching? Which moment? is odd because it all looked very pre-recorded, but presented in a way that it was happening. Then. I mean that that we can we can figure that out. It was yeah. pre-recorded. There was a lot of camera angles, way. and it was all like, ooh, and it was the well, first time the people had been in the sphere. Thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a whole thing. It was, it was a whole um, sphere. We thing. then had the world's longest in memoriam section that I think I've ever seen <laughs> at an award show. <laughs> you clearly, this is why you don't watch full award shows because they don't usually clip this shit out. But this is very, if, if anything, this felt tastefully clean to me as someone. I mean, who's... it was beautifully done, but I didn't yeah. expect. Like I thought, okay, so Stevie Wonder. About sang, Tony Bennett. Annie Lennox sang and um John Batiste also sang. Yes, um, yes. And also Fantasia Barino. And I just watched her in the colour purple recently. Oh, wow. And oh, she's well, fabulous. Well. So I was really she happy was, to see her. Um, she was fabulous here Tina as well, Turner. yeah. That that was awesome. Um but yeah, so there was like four songs around this whole in memoriam section, which seemed to mm. it seemed to just I'm not saying that it shouldn't be done. Tasteful. Mm. It was tastefully really done, but it was longer than I'd ever seen before. But it was nice <laughs> to see all these people perform. Stevie Wonder was... A pl- any time I watch Stevie Wonder perform, is great. Pleasure. Um, we then had Jay-Z win Best Human Award. <laughs> <laughs> it was some sort of lifetime achievement, wasn't it? Was it was a Dr. Dre Lifetime oh, Achievement yeah. type Award. He gave that a very hilarious speech, and you could see Beyonce just in the crowd almost... He was just stood there, but he brought his daughter up there, who just stood awkwardly next to him. Yeah, which I was, was here for it. Uh, but cute. yeah, his, his uh, that also went viral because it seemed a lot more of a casual aside in the speech. But in terms of the, what made headlines the next day, him saying that it's rigged. Beyonce or... has the most Grammys, but has never won Best Album doesn't make oh. sense. Uh, made a lot of headlines. Yeah, that's fine. It's so, subjective, as we found out on something he said, else. <laughs> he said he said he, he said, said that himself, didn't he? Yeah, he said that himself. Yes, mm. there was a lot of. Um, it was it was a fun speech. Jay Z's a very a very interesting guy, and props uh, seem quite weirdly like human and non corporate. I sometimes think of Jay Z as a bit of an industry, and mm. so that that I don't know. I don't know how you found it, how you find award shows in general, but you just hitting all these bullet points it is making me think. Like for me, I just toggle between. Oh wow, what a small human moment in the midst of all this mm. utter bullshit. It was and nice. I I, I it, liked it. It kind of brought some realism back to back to it all. Yeah, um, and and it is very similar to the point later on when um, Meryl. Who? Wait, sorry. Who's Meryl Streep's daughter? <laughs> I don't know, but Mark Ronson's married to her, as we <laughs> were repeatedly told by Trevor Noah, Mark Ronson, and Meryl Streep. They had the what most adorable moment on stage, but also shone a light on how ridiculous all the categories are because Meryl was getting confused because they yes. were doing record of the year. So she thought, but we've just already done the album of the year or we're not doing the album of the year. And he was like, no, it's a record. So yeah. that's like a single, but she's like, we've had song of the year. And he yeah. was like, well, that's for the songwriters. And again, it was just a nice little back and forth moment of how ridiculous I, I thought, all of it is. I thought it was a genuine reflection of younger people trying to explain to older people a mm. thing. I thought it was a great little skit that they did. And Mark Ronson actually came off a lot more charming than I was prepared for. Mm. Um, he's a, he's yes. he's all right. I, I I've got time for my. He, he's got some documentaries out there about music, which I've always found mm. interesting, which may yes, you're, featuring you're a, a future fan. pitch. 
Yes. Um, oh, interesting. But yeah, I, he's I, just I, a nerd, I, to be honest. Yeah, but he also seems like a, a tall, lanky, kind-faced nerd, which I didn't quite realise. Hey, um, we're out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, I t- so just to wrap up my thought um, about toggling, it was either between the small human moments, so you got the Meryl Streep and the Mark Ronson, mm. um, and you got the the Jay Z speech. But then there's also just you know at the end of the day, it is two hours plus of. This is where I'm I'm very curious about how your reviews are going to segue into your scores. But like a lot of award shows, it is a lot of just uh, bullshit and glitz and glamour and almost like the worst side of the Hollywood mm-hmm. music industry biz side of show biz so there's a lot of that to sit through so um hit, hit me with a few more uh bullet points but i just wanted to throw it out there that like there's so much of there's basically lots of gems in here but then there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that i'm guessing also made you cringe a lot and i can't wait to talk about um well the bob marley table made me lol that was good there was trevor noah so trevor noah is, is stitching all of this together and he's doing it quite charmingly and funny um to be fair um that he's just kind of calling out people and he's talking to random people. Um, and with the Bob Marley movie coming out, I think Bob One Marley's love. son was there and he was sat next to the person Ziggy. who plays Bob Marley. And they were just kind of having a joke about how he couldn't understand anything he was saying in his Jamaican accent. Um, Billy won. See, when you say it like that, that doesn't sound great, but it's actually really cute. It's really funny. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. It, they, actually, they actually did when it When I well, say many I jokes, it it doesn't sound great. Um, it was, it was a, the, the, They had, a, as a little trio, they were all clearly mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company and had a, a very cute, easy joke. And yeah, Trevor Noah was such an interesting uh, choice where it's like he's not so fluffy and inoffensive it's boring but he's definitely not like the edgy ricky gervais hosting the golden globes type either i yeah. thought he sat right in the pocket in the sweet spot and for someone CBS. who doesn't <laughs> yeah, for cbs for someone who doesn't stay like i'm aware but i'm not like watching every fucking awards show i wanted to watch one full one and that's why i got pitched but like for someone who doesn't like review and critique every different there's so much talk around oh this is the new host and that host and last month someone had to host last minute and all this stuff mm. w- without all that context i have to say i found trevor noah to be an above average choice yeah um so lionel richie presented song of the year um okay. two of those songs were from the barbie soundtrack which i still find that's kind i don't, of I don't every... know whether i should be i don't know whether yeah. i should really be like what's happy about that or like I mean, they're both good songs. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel they about are. the Billie Eilish one, on? to be honest. I, Ooh, I was going to joke. You were, you're, 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 the bullet points are coming thick and fast, so I was going to joke, but I have to, mm. I have to pick and be picky and choosy here. But when you said Billie Eilish one, I was like, oh, the bit where she just cried into the microphone. Because um, <laughs> to be fair, bless her, I love Billie She's Eilish. She's got better songs. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm, she definitely does, but also like this one's very maudlin and it's moving and it's good, but. There has been this feeling for me since Barbie, and it was on the end credits where I was like, mm. "Okay, so you want the name Billie Eilish on your soundtrack? Cool." And like, it there's <laughs> there's fucking brand synchronicity with mm. Billy and Greta and new age feminists and young girl power and all this stuff that all works like branding wise. And then I listen to the song and I'm like, "That's a good song. That's fine." Yeah. Um, 
it just felt like a lot of token placement to be super cynical yeah i i get i get where you're coming from about uh long and short of it as she has better songs it just does feel like the sort of thing where like oh even before we hear it if billy eilish gets a song on the end credits of one of the year's biggest movies she's going to get nominated for everything like the academies for all the different award shows are just like that's a given we'll see her at the awards shows because it's a big name and to be honest that's how a lot of this shit does work so yeah had to get super Um, cynical for a minute and then we'll come back and find nice stuff you've got Joni mitchell which i think is the moment of the whole fucking show I'm like, I'm watching people bawling their eyes out in the crowd and I'm like, you know what? I'm with you. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure I shed a tear. It was just, it was a lot, but it was a lot. I've written, God damn, that was lovely. And then my following line is Travis Scott. Not so much. (laughs) What a fucking weird segue. (laughs) God damn. It's like Travis Scott's new album, Utopia, which wasn't nominated for everything. It's like, yeah, man, Utopia is like this thing in your heart and your soul. I'm like, bro, I don't need you right now. I literally just watched 80 year old. Joni Mitchell pour her heart out beautifully, by the way, as well. The whole, the yeah. whole song, everything about it was. Yeah. Just Have you heard that song delightful. before? Both no. sides now. Oh, mate, what a way to hear it for the first time. So, in terms of the the, the when nicer, did it come? Like, is, it, is it a new thing? Is it super old song? Super okay. old song, like a new arrangement of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's one of her yeah sort of classics. But like it's crazy that um these historic legends like Tracy Chapman and Joni Mitchell got their time in the sun, and this is why with every bit of shade that mm. i think it's only right <laughs> to have uh, all the glitz and glamour of something like this it's like you can't deny the power of those kinds of moments and that is kind of why at the end of the day um the grammys is a brand and mm-hmm. they definitely take themselves a bit too seriously in moments of like they are almost like the representative and ap- apparently music. only listen to like the smallest pocket of music available oh well, yeah definitely. Except, except, but they do listen to other pockets of music but that sits on a show that's not yes. televised super <laughs> nicheified yeah and it doesn't actually get broadcast but you know with that said the fact that in it's taking so seriously it's basically the exact fucking same thing it's the fucking it's so obvious but as someone who didn't grow up with the grammys i was more of a you know english boy brit, brit awards, awards whatever yep. <laughs> but is it was it's the oscars for music right where like even for many years the best picture won't win best picture but then suddenly they'll give like a lifetime achievement like nod and they'll give martin scorsese the best director for the departed even though he should have got Sorry. it before or whatever i and I everyone's out, happy to recognize talking legend. to best picture slight segue because we love to do it please i found yeah. out shakespeare in love won best picture is this oh, yeah. is this true what what a worthy winner <laughs> fucking charming as fuck, oh, fuck off. let's talk about <laughs> i love that movie are you coming for shakespeare in love right now i'm coming for shakespeare in love yes oh mate what did you see it recently and hated it did you hate it back in the no, day no i just um my partner watched a youtube video on about oscar bait and apparently mm. that was like the pinnacle of oscar baiting basically i mean i don't know what else I, was out that year but yeah exactly come at me with what should have won there's a venn diagram of oscar bait and good movie that mm. i think shakespeare in love sits beautifully in the middle for me there's films like Chicago that like mm. literally no one even remembers that mm. I think like, how did you win best picture for me? Shakespeare in love has a fucking screenplay written by one of the best playwrights of his generation, Tom Stoppard and stars Joseph Fiennes and Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Affleck. Like I, I can Shakespeare in love is good shit. I enjoy, I enjoy Shakespeare right, in love. So again, we need to get my partner on the pod. So you two can debate. <laughs> can you also debate poor things? Cause that's my favorite thing to argue with her. Oh about. really? Yeah. Is it the most, uh, fire? She's claiming debate. that's Oscar bait. <laughs> she's claiming that's Oscar bait. Like in a good way or like it should be Oscar bait. No, cause she didn't like it. Uh, if, oh, she, uh, if she had her way, beekeeper would be winning best picture. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> Since Saltburn, not so much uh, contention in the ranks, but okay. Um, yeah, she would argue Saltburn's a better movie than Poor Things. There's so much to talk about on this podcast. It's hard, anyway, it's hard to... Anyway, but after Travis Scott, um, there was a lovely little together statement with a string quartet. Um, oh, where, yeah. yeah. Which was each each person, one was from Israel, one was from Palestine, and mm-hmm. they were just saying that they'd come together to do beautiful things together when we're better yes. when we're together um yes. burner boy was fun um was afro beats shout out yeah um we then had best new artist um which was a victoria monet yes um, and, nice music, speech. and it was the first speech where the music cut them off which was cute um yeah. then we heard this cute story about billy joel which yeah, i didn't realize this story. was even a thing about billy joel i've heard my hottest takes joel. probably today are reserved for billy joel so let let me let you set it up and then I'm, i need to, i need to say things the story an... hasn't written a song for 30 years right yeah basically and he, he sort of fell out of love with music and some random fan managed to contact him and they met up for like a coffee and then after two years of being friends he convinced him to basically make music again which mm-hmm. i thought was a cute story it was and a cute it... story there was one behind the scenes bit where uh, billy was just there at the monitor and billy's like and you want me to sing this bit and the other guy's like yeah <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the is thing really is, sweet. Billy Joel's that sort of person where he's got songs yes. that I feel like they're quite f- famous songs. You might not know they're Billy Joel songs. They get covered a lot. He's, he was mm. quite a prolific songwriter back in the day. There's a couple yeah. of songs of his. I can't think of any of them at the top of my head that well, I've been The main been a fan one that of. I know, Uptown yeah. Girl. That's the one. Okay, I know. fair enough. Piano Man and something about the fire. Listen, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to speak on Billy Joel. It's been a while. I Go. pride myself on like if not having an encyclopedic knowledge of popular music i'm like aware of a lot of the connections and bloodlines for lack of a better term like family trees how things connect that's a big way of Mm. how i consume and how the listener has probably even seen us make these connections in terms of how we pitch different things because everything connects to something else the way that we live on the internet these days i still haven't quite got my head around how for new generations of listeners you're going to be quite um coerced into just that sounds like this mm. algorithm suggestions in terms of expanding your music knowledge. Whereas I grew up in an era of, oh, I like that artist. Let me get balls deep into their biographies, magazine profiles, getting older when the Internet's bigger, their Wikipedias, the footnotes of their Wikipedias, reading their interviews, who are their influences, blah, 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 branching out like that. And with all of that said, for me, there's always been this anomaly of like a really big name who just hasn't connected to anything I've cared about. Right. So mm. like, like. Uh, not what I'm talking about, but like David Bowie, whenever I've not had a David Bowie period, which is a long time, he's like a, still a super big name that loads of people reference that I'm always like intending to get to. The person who isn't this is Billy Joel. I feel like he's a big name. He sold out, as him and Trevor Noah joked about, mm. Madison Square Garden 150 times. I don't quite get where his falling out of music fell into. Like he's also been making stupidly good money touring for all these years i'm always curious i'm not even saying that as a shot it's just i wonder how maybe he fell out of love with just the songwriting part i think it's a Mm. very interesting story and i agree with you it was really cute but it was funny to be like i've I've never really given this guy a chance i don't really get what his deal is i just know he's a huge name and then this was the first performance the same way you got to see both sides now perform for the first time i got to see him perform his new song and an old classic for the first time and i'm there like okay maybe this is just he's a legend it was fun. I my take that just you know made me smile in my my head that was for no one was just like. But we've already got an Elton John. 
Like, what do we need this Calling guy? him the piano I'm... man was a bit of a... <laughs> well, it's like, he, I don't know. Oh, we, don't have a, we don't have an Elton John anymore. He's done, isn't he? It's like his I mean, but, but we had him. I, I just didn't... I just I feel like maybe it's because of the age thing, but, like, yeah. he had a really, really rocking, crazy fun band, and he was sort of plinking, plonking, singing some pretty standard stuff, and his band around him were, like, pretty fire. And I just it did it didn't hit first time. If a guy's gonna sell out 150 times at the Mad- at Madison Square Garden, I want to mm. get a bit more. I feel like I'm I'm not even trying to throw shade. I want to get it a bit more. So I'm just saying for a first impression, I was not wowed. But he's still a legend. I get it. Blah blah blah. And the story's really cute. To write your first song in 30 years is gonna get me right yeah. in the feels. And my favorite part about the Grammys that even he is included in is yes, honoring the legend. So no, no shade there, but the, just the, in terms of a first impression, not, not wow. I think the song that I was thinking of was covered by Fife Dangerfield, um, for a Christmas oh, ad. She's always like, a woman. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, yeah. and That's you, you, hit, you, okay. yeah, and, and you yeah, sort of, yeah, you yeah. hear someone like Fife sing it and you're like, this song beautiful. And then you go back to it and you're like, Oh, Oh, grumpy white man singing it too. Uh, <laughs> You're right. You're right. So, so maybe the, the, that's one way to find gems. I, sh- I should hear more of the covers. I mean, that is the famous uh, criticism of Bob Dylan, where people say his his songs are covered better than his originals, which I always fight back against. Maybe, maybe in his covers you can hear a lot more of that original beauty. And hey, maybe he's just an older gentleman, right? Hmm. So like maybe that performance wasn't the best way, and it's quite a disservice. And I should go back. Blah blah blah. But then, yeah, you had you had. How stupidly moving! How stupidly moving! Joni Mitchell was earlier in the evening. It's just it's so much going on, Christopher. Didn't There's you feel like so it was just much this... going on? And in the middle of all of this, Taylor's just won for the fourth time album of the year. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't. I just pff. how yeah, I, I don't. It's I, so I weird have take two like, too. What did you months, make of Taylor? Tonight? A few months ago, singing a praises saying that I really like a new album. So I can't yeah. really argue that it's one album of the year. Oh, you but, can because you changed your tune on the 1975 quite heavily. So don't worry about changing your mind on stuff. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, oversaturation it's, it's, it's is real. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like the Ed Sheeran effect. It's kind of when someone's this dominant. Yes, <laughs> it's like Man City. <laughs> it's just like, it's like Marvel. It's like Marvel. He did it. Hey, I watched <laughs> the Marvels yesterday, which yeah, is yeah. was allegedly one of their worst movies of all, and like least thing he'd movie or whatever in terms of ratings i had a good time with it i thought it was fine i had a lovely time Uh, there's a character there in there called kamala khan who i think stills the show yeah and she's like a young teenager and i just think i i feel for her because i'm like she's having the best time of her life performing her role really well and she's just getting shat on by everyone i don't i don't Mm. want well yeah her series wasn't greatly received i really enjoyed it it's just well, strange not um, to, not to not to undermine because i feel like that's a, a sincere review but to me it does also perfectly illustrate the why i would say be resistant to a marvel with its dominance mm. and why even you were finding yourself a bit done with taylor mania so to speak of mm. course there was a bit more room in your heart to give over if like part of you was also like this got pretty shot on i love coming to the aid of something that got <laughs> shot on <laughs> so okay fair enough but to, to come back to the taylor stuff i found her evening so fascinating i found I think... her speeches odd the first her first, her first award speeches oh by the way guys i'm announcing it now got a new album coming out in april and i was like really like dude it, the, there are people I, up I, here winning, winning their first one like in tears because it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like the pinnacle of everything they've achieved where you'd already planned to win because you thought you were going to win so you could yeah. announce you've got a new album it's yeah. just 
the, you know the, how the, the Lizzo moment was cute. Like I thought yeah. she was cancelled, but apparently she's not. But... I thought a lot of people were cancelled that apparently aren't because yeah, Lizzo was here, someone else was here. I, I actually made a note of that. But yeah, because um, so like I think SZA won Best R and B song, um, and she celebrated with Lizzo, Lizzo on stage, which was cute because they were touring for ages, not getting anywhere or trying to on a be... really small Red Bull tour in 2013, and now here they are. That was that was a very sweet moment. Yeah, yeah. and it, uh, but yeah, it's just it's. Just you know but then then during that this is uh we've during been talking that speech, about the grammys for a really long time Jeff. i know we need to wrap it up and i feel like we've barely got started so you need to help help us out of this hole at some point with your mm-hmm. your scores and get me to your guesses but in that very speech to tie the the taylor bow here mm. sis is like oh hi taylor like in the middle of it like crying like realizing that one of the biggest names of music is right there because she's not one of the biggest names of music she is the biggest name of music to this weird point where we there's a chance you're going to look back at this grammys mainly through the prism of where was Taylor at in her career. That's how omnipresent she has become culturally. She's mm. like the president of music. The way that it keeps cutting to her every reaction, yeah. for every different artist. Every I artist on stage rea- cuts to Taylor dancing. And I'm like, is there no one else I can look at? <laughs> I felt, Well, first that, yeah, I hear that. But secondly, I actually found those two to three second snippets, snippets way more charming than her speeches. Her speeches were almost like, yeah, because I'm Taylor, I knew I was going to win stuff. So I have this stuff ready. So, of course, I'm going to literally drop a promo for my album. I found that so weirdly, I like... I it uncomfortable. Entitled and weird. Yeah. And then later, she made me feel a bit better because she dragged Lana up on stage. And she was like, you have to accept Best Album with me because you're one of the best it's a crime female Lana artists of evening. your generation. Yeah. But low-key, I was like, Taylor, you know where you'd earn mad respect? As if you said... If you did, like, a fucking Jay-Z moment, you're like... Midnight shouldn't have won. Yeah. Lana should have won because that album was <laughs> as better. good as Midnight's is. It's better. Not only is it better, but also this, this is me just being like super nitpicky, but like she called her a legacy artist. And if I'm Lana, in Lana's head, I'm like, oh, so not a popular artist. <laughs> That's basically what she's saying. She's saying I'm already like done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get recognized within my lifetime like you, babe. Okay, I hear it, yeah. but I can come be your friend. That's nice. Now, listen, I'm sure she's a she's amazing. She's and... calling Lana a locker room leader. <laughs> <laughs> she's calling Lana a locker room leader, but you're never going to main event the big time. Um, listen, I'm sure she, to, to be able to carry off the position of power Taylor has, she has to not be like quite a normal human anymore. Um, maybe just, if you're in the, in, if you're super inside the Taylor story and trajectory of her career, it's probably quite normal to go to the Grammys and be like, I'm going to drop a promo for my album during a speech because it's going to happen. Maybe for a newbie like us, right? Or a, a certain aged out old mm. vet of music fandom, it struck us as a bit odd. But maybe in her story, if you're a Taylor fan, she's like, of course you're going to win something. Do you know what would be amazing for her fans? Drop the album promo. Like maybe in that context, it actually wasn't as... Mm. Yeah, there was just a dissonance there for... I'm glad you felt it too, because I couldn't wait to just chat a bit of shit about it. Just And any it, any sort of charm that I sort of had from watching documentaries and enjoying mm. her latest album kind of just yeah. got washed away a bit. I was like... Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. The, the, the superhuman effort it must take to be in her position and remain humble in anything but a token way uh, mm. must... Uh, it, it makes sense, right? So, okay. Um... Dude, it sounds like you enjoyed a lot of it. I'm not going to lie. With all the mm. shit that you chatted, it sounded like there were moments. Is there Was there anything you wanted to really, really, like, take a shot at? Because there's a, there's a, you've, been, you've been given a props a lot, and before you get to your scores, I feel like you just need to represent it's your just scores. just every time they said the nominees are... Sorry, the outstanding nominees are. Outstanding nominees. Which, which I think that's a new thing I've not heard before. Yeah. It was just the same nominees every time, but just for a different... Yeah, for a different and category. as I say, John Baptiste... 
Olivia Rodrigo every time just having to do clap face. Clap face is hard. Even Boy mm. Genius. Because uh, John Batiste was also in the um, Color Purple as well. And he's, oh, he was fun in that. It's a good movie. Just put it out there. It's a good movie. Um, yeah. it's very, it seems long. Um, it it's not about long. the same length as the Grammys. Is it not? No, it's not long. And I'm pretty sure I cried at the end because I'm just a, a weeping mess these days. Well, if you're going to admit that, I feel like you need to double down. And Because uh, before I thought you were trying to skirt that line. Did you or did you not for Joni? Was it like a single tear kind of? Okay, good. Literally a single tear. <laughs> Dude, let's just talk about that for a moment, okay? Because Brandy Carlisle. Why? And the thing is, I, it was on, and I yeah. was, I was just like folding up some washing, and then mm. I sort of put the washing down, and then just sort of stood and <laughs> just stared, and I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Well, I'm glad weird. because part of it, I think, and this is like, this is like in the choreography. If you accept. Uh, and even an awards show is a kind of art form, let's say. I thought the segue from Brandy Carlisle, the songwriter, introducing her yeah. to the performance the was key. Yeah. It was the whole piece, right? So Brandy Carlisle is this amazing modern day songwriter. She's definitely going to get a pitch in future days. I think you'd really rate her. But the really interesting thing, because I've been following up on... I'm a, I'm a pretty big Joni guy, right? I've been following mm. up in the last few years. And she's been super out of the music game for years, Joni, because of her medical stuff and getting older. Mm. And Brandy, from what I can tell in LA, has just been like constantly by her side in this like firstly artistic sort of mentee way but then also like becoming lifelong friends kind of way and at the end of the performance she like sort of held her arm and looked genuinely moved for her mm. um and the, the the speech she gave before which i couldn't tell if she was reading off a cue card but was just so articulate and beautiful about what a big deal Joni mitchell is for any she changed the very science and nature of what a song can do for you mm. and for people and what it is and I was like, this is a lot of, if Bob Dylan stands her in the room, we need to just all chill a bit. But I really, really heard where she was coming from. And I just thought it was really beautiful. And then her performance of that song backed up by the band where she could just sort of sit there and own it. It must be what people back in the day are talking about. Me and you probably can't relate as much. It's a bit too before our time. But like mm. when Nina Simone got older or names like that, and they were still like Tina Turner, who they paid tribute to. When, they're, when the legends are like at the older end, but have done such great work that all these younger artists rise up around them and help them still perform their songs in this soulful, beautiful way. Mm. The whole thing was just actually a bit out of this world. And I hope there's people out there like you who hadn't even heard the song before who were like, do I have to do some t a Joni digging? And I might even have to go deeper than further because she's not on Spotify for various political reasons. And mm. uh, yeah, people do have to do their Joni digging. And I'm glad that happened for you. And what about Tracy? Tell me, did you, did Tracy hit? Yeah. Last car? Yeah. yeah. Good time. Yeah. Not as not as much as Joni. Um fair. Fair, fair, fair. Fair, fair, fair. It's just I mean, it's nice that Countryman's brought that song background, which is cute. Yes, exactly. Luke Combs brought it back and uh, maybe, there was a lot maybe of... it was too early in the night for me. I was I wasn't already <laughs> to ride exhausted the emotional or tired. Waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At our age, that's properly a thing. It's like when am I actually gonna hit peak crash from Whereas like these... when I'm already like ninety minutes in and then Joni Mitchell comes out and then I'm like, Oh now you've caught me when I'm exhausted, so therefore yes. all I can do is sit and cry. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I feel that I did feel like the thing that I you liked about this, this show, up, I feel like the thing I liked about it was just at the end of the day, it reminds me of we've talked about other art forms like this. Mm. It just covers so much. No one's going to be a fan of every single genre and every no. single bit, no. but there, it covers so much that you're going to find your pockets. And with all of that said, I, I mean, even Annie Lennox singing Sinead O'Connor, yeah, like man. hit hard. That, that was, was like, a hard that was lump in the throat. That was. <laughs> yeah. No, she hit that a bit too hard. I was not ready for her. Come on, Annie. Yeah. Um, and then she said, uh, artists for 
ceasefire which is becoming a really uh tricky thing to say and she still said it so good on her there's a lot of mm. a lot of stuff man i'm thinking your guesses your i'm thinking your guesses i'm thinking your scores will be as follows uh the lady doth protest too much for sure because you were chatting shit all week but at the end of the day you've never been pitched a uh, an award show before and i thought possibly the novelty would get you up to a three in anticipation which i now think is just the most foolish thing i've ever, I've ever guessed of course it was a two but okay i'm st- my score was three i'm sticking with three <laughs> um and then i thought you'd actually be a four for enjoyment because there's lots it was a music show and at the end of the day even with all the cynicism we have lots of nice music came out of this thing so i thought you'd be a four and then you come back down to a three because let's not get crazy as the grammys and i think you might be like me in that your og original memory of the grammys is watching that simpsons episode where the b sharps won one and homer tossed it out the window no. because my, my og memory of the grammys is all michael jackson related i'm surprised oh, you yeah, can't even think that far ahead yeah, yeah, literally as soon as it <laughs> and, and i'm sitting here like michael saying jackson. why is taylor dominating it when jacko basically dominated <laughs> it for for a decade exactly <laughs> the same fucking thing but yeah so what did you say a three three four, four three three mm-hmm. unlucky jeffrey you got one of them right okay so i was a two going in i really yeah. didn't want to watch the grammys it was two and a half hours however i edged up to a three it oh. was long though and it there were good bits very good bits but it has to even out at a three it does um because i mean even when we when i got to like olivia rodrigo singing vampire we'd already had billy eilish scissor and dua lipa and a bunch of other people and i'm like we're only an hour in (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot going on on. um my retrospect i've written down it could have been a 2.5 but i've i've nudged it up to a three so i'm a two three three for the grammys is that okay you're right with that are we cool yeah yeah uh no cap no cap detected here two three three is fine so i am two no yeah i'm two off not too too bad two Two off off. sorry sorry jeffrey that's quite all right let's that puts you in a in a lead Mm -hmm. now i i'm before you get your review yeah i've been to and from with these scores because i've thrown you a lot of shit and music in the past where i've really thought you delve in and you'd enjoy it or whatever and you've come out you can name one album in this way no. Well, I've I've always thought you'd enjoy stuff more than you would. So I've gone in low. <laughs> hey, interesting. Before you before you start your review. No, but genuinely, just in my head for a bit of context, I can't even fucking remember their names now. What's their names? The, the Don't even uh, don't. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> it's not Father it's another beard guy. It's not Father John Misty. Who is it? It's Edward Sharp and the Magnetics. Edward Sharp and the Magnetics. Shout out your boys. Um yeah, so I didn't. I, that wasn't my favorite. What else was there? What? Give me one more to. to I can't to round remember. Out. We don't have the exactly. scores anywhere. <clears throat> but okay, fair enough. Yes. So you've gone low because you've been hurt in the past. We've all been there. Keep your expectations low. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this one. Uh, this is the Ezra Collective. Where I'm meant to be won the Mercury Prize in 2023. I assume yes, it was last year. Last yeah. year. And uh, your boy had just enough time to watch the the segments of the Mercury Music, music Prize that featured this lot. I didn't watch the oh, whole really? thing. I wanted to. I actually fucking really love the Mercury Music Prize because you got all excited about Jacko. I must finish this story for the listener mm. in the B-Sharps episode with the Simpsons. <laughs> the B-Sharps, who are a barbershop quartet group, win the Grammy and Homer's all depressed about something that's going on with Marge and he literally just chucks it out of a window and then someone chucks it back. <laughs> 
oh, I don't want this. So that's, I've always, I've literally for years grown up with like, oh, the Grammys are a bit shit because the Simpsons shat on them. And then there's this <laughs> fucking big old show. And I'm like, oh, that's super still a big deal. For some people, it's literally like the biggest thing in life ever. So with that said, watching the Mercury Music Prize for me is like, oh, I've watched this show in full several times and it's a bit more intimate it's very much music performance based there aren't really elaborate packages which hey i kind of like sometimes but like mm. it's really really interesting contrast to go from the grammys to this i will link this in the show notes because it is still on iplayer and it's just fucking a beautiful watch i remember discovering anthony and the johnson through this tom york did an amazing eraser performance through this like over the years there have been some music i um i wouldn't have found out without it and now we could add ezra collective to it but technically it's more our triple cah show than the mercury music prize because i wasn't fully in the loop last year mm. paying attention to this one winning and yeah it's an interesting one that you pitched it because i don't think we've really chatted that much at any point pod or non-pod about jazz mm -hmm. so like i, I throw in I, here that i occasionally go to jazz at the church you do throw in occasionally here that you go into to jazz at the church but i definitely for me it's a genre that like i super have my moments and vibe with it and it's not like uh, it's not like my everyday staple in the way that like for lack of better genre tags alt rock or folk music is more like my default staple diet of music let's say but jazz when i get into it, i fucking get into it and it reminded me of a few things fella kuti who's an african jazz giant name pharaoh sanders who won a big music prize a few years ago and just died recently Ornette Coleman, Sun Ra, I'm a big Sun Ra guy. Like, these are some big names that sometimes I get into a super, like, this is the shit I want to listen to. Very free associative. I'm a big fan of imp improvisation and in art. And this, You're to me, is like... You're throwing me off here. I wasn't expecting any of this from you. <laughs> and I don't know why. I just don't know... <laughs> Yeah, no, you're like, a big lyric guy. This is the I'm thing. A huge lyric guy. And that is that is for me sometimes a sticking point where if I'm not in the right mood, but then I'm sure you've heard this before, Christopher, because I'm such a big lyric guy, if I need more, let's say, background music, or let's say I'm trying to do my own creative shit and more lyrics is actually more like information overload than I need, but I want atmosphere mm. and I want music, jazz is actually kind of perfect. Mm. And... So a lot of these these uh, names are sort of beautiful. But then the thing that takes this over the edge for me is like I did not the amount that I'm comfortable with. I didn't even listen to the album as much as I'm comfortable with. Mm. Um, but I didn't do quite the amount of research I'm comfortable with. But I did dip into a few of the YouTube videos and um, just got an idea for like the scene they're coming from. So like a Guardian article, let's say, that came out about their winning the Mercury Music Prize was like titled, let's face it, we're in a golden age for British jazz. And I was like, what an interesting title for two chaps on a cultural podcast to, to talk about. Because like, oh, fuck, are we? I'm missing it then. <laughs> it's like the amount of golden ages that sometimes you're just sitting on your hands that are just passing you by. Like, how would we know, right? It depends on what circles you're in and what you're paying attention to. But to be fair, there was also this band I saw last year called Salt, S-A-U-L-T, that seemed to be adjacent to the scene. you got people on this record like Koji Radical, Sampa the Great, um... Uh, and and these names all seem to be like whether it's an r&b jazz sort of there's like a younger british black scene around mm. this kind of music that makes this album feel very full of life and very relevant and very now and in the age of like fucking you know hyper uh hip-hop tiktok selling shit where I, I finally made this connection of like hip-hop might not be like the most current organic uh relevant music for young people that it once was and mm. it's actually quite a co-opted 
corporate music, whereas shit like this, you will always. There's, I've got a theory based on this album now. You will always eventually come back round to jazz because there's nothing more like organic and rootsy and soulful. Hmm. And I just feel like we have to occasionally like leave jazz and then come back to it. And it's just always got these cycles. Jazz is so fucking uncool sometimes. It's like really weird because watching the Mercury Music. Uh, prize performance of this mm. the people the young people in the crowd are fucking loving it everyone's just like partying it's like a carnival party atmosphere it's about expressing yourself partying super good musicianship and the key thing that really like actually stirs me and moves me about jazz is just the how much of it depends on listening to each other it's so dependent on whatever crew or collective you've got mm. being in sync with each other listening chemistry all that stuff so basically once i just ticked a few boxes of like looking up the scene getting an idea for these people and um uh the album was just a joy and the only problem with uh my scores and my review is that i didn't listen to it as much as i would have liked to i really liked it god damn it <laughs> <laughs> no um i just I've, in- I've 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 managed to get a, like two and a half listens in as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to the point where actually there was a couple uh, a day ago where I actually just picked out individual songs that I wanted to listen to again. Nice, um, nice. I've got one of the the weirdest fucking anecdotes that I think we'll ever say on this podcast. Let's um, go. But I stumbled across um, a podcast that we'd reviewed on this podcast called oh, 60 yeah. Songs That Explain the 90s. Oh, nice. And, yes, you did, didn't you? And we, it was about a guy who does a big, long, rambling way of getting to a point about stuff so are you say, are you saying something that i pitched to you has stuck and you tried out another thing this well is, it, it just stuff. appeared in my feed again and there's 60 songs that explain the 90s um and it's weird how the universe does this sometimes but prior to listening to this album i listened to that podcast that podcast started with him talking about interviewing janelle monet the same time uh of year when michael jackson died so the episode was but wait about... yeah the episode yeah the episode was six songs that explain the nineties, but it, they were talking about black or white, the Michael Jackson song. Um, but as he does, he was talking about how he was um, at South by Southwest and saw Janelle Monae probably four or five times while he was there and wanted to interview her. It was the same time that Michael Jackson died, and in her show, she was singing um, the Charlie Chaplin and also covered by Michael Jackson song "Smile," um, <laughs> and to the point when he then proceeded sorry i just got cramp in my leg as i'm talking because i'm getting too excited <laughs> um he then proceeded to then get to the point around how at jack michael jackson's funeral jermaine jackson sang smile because yes. it was known as michael jackson's favorite song um to the point where i was almost crying on a run listening to that podcast because jermaine jackson's yeah. voice breaks then i listened to this album in the same freaking week and they cover smile and do a, a jazz rendition of it which mm. I think is one of the most beautiful versions of this song that I've heard. Oh, wow. And I've gone back to it. Shout. It's just got... A, the way these guys blend... And it, it's it's very it's sort of similar to what Kendrick Lamar does with how he blends oh, sort of hip-hop and jazz. Mm. Yeah, um, that's a really good shout, especially to Pimper Butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so they a lot of the grooves are very hip-hop grooves. They're not like standard yeah. jazz drumming. It's very hip-hop-y jazz mm. drumming. And then they throw that jazz musicianship on top. And that's what just keeps me interested the whole way through this because it's a it's a proper groovy. Some of the good songs on here do have lyrics. So the No Confusion song, which features Koji, Koji Radical, is pretty damn yeah. cool. Um, I like the Smile cover. And there was there's some songs towards the end as well that I really liked. I think Words... Uh, Never the Same Again, which is like another long rambling thing. Yeah. Um, but there's just, there's just some really good stuff on here. And... 
I don't know if jazz is for everyone, but there's mm-hmm. there's there's a few nuggets on here that I think are like very like good gateway drugs, and probably the singles that have come off this album are probably good yeah. gateway drugs because they do have they've got lyrics, they've got singers on it, yeah, um, and stuff. That's like that. I I really like the the no hard or fast rule around uh, the the sometimes lyrics, yeah, because people really do want. I feel like in our current consumer culture for music, it's like give me either songs with lyrics or not like don't but the the album as a whole and thank god in what's going on with music these days we haven't got rid of the album because i think people have been always afraid of that because this album as a whole you get into a long very meditative flow with really really cool music and then suddenly there's a song with with lyrics and singing and it doesn't feel like super jarring it just feels like the album's taking a turn and it it was some of the songs are really good at blending into each other yeah yeah that's true i didn't actually um I didn't even put together that that was uh, the smile uh, song, so that's a really uh, cool anecdote. And oh, yeah, and it's uh, it's not it's not sung; it's just the melody. Because that's just think, the melody, sure. But that's but I think the original. About... The original Charlie Chaplin didn't have mm-hmm. lyrics, oh, I think, okay. um, and then Ooh. lyrics were added after time or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, the me- it was the melody that I, I think I was sat the first time I was listening. I was sat I was sat at this desk working from home and i put it on mm. and it just mm. caught my ear i was like wait a minute <laughs> yeah yeah no these these connections are, are a really uh beautiful cool thing and uh yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna talk in a weird tangent about any podcast god bless 60 songs because that guy is just a tangent machine so yeah i'm glad mm. that his influence made you literally include that it, in your it's own just the fact that about. i hadn't thought of that song for years yeah. and then yeah. it gets referenced and i hear about four times in a week it's just it's weird it's weird how yeah, sometimes and, and it's like when you again, learn a word and then you hear the word like, everywhere it's 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 a, it's that weird um and we were almost just talking about this with the best part of the grammys is okay so we've just been moved to tears by Joni Mitchell and paying respect and homage and then like 2 seconds later it's um a medley by Travis Scott in the dark like bashing a glow stick on a fire or something and it's like what am i watching and it's like okay i guess they're having to serve two masters right of mm. legacy artists wink wink nudge nudge Lana Del Rey but also like the youth are tuning in for a reason um but like in terms of like as a as an integrated whole when you honor your traditional shit but then push forward to, to new frontiers that is what jazz should do so the fact that jazz is always going to have its standards it's classics mm. and they were doing that on this album i didn't even realize because i just thought it was improvisatory freedom and, and mm. expressing themselves but like then i even saw on a, a previous album they covered the sunra track space is the place and it's like oh this is this is like educated this is mm. what any musician should do honoring the past properly to explore and, and, your own and, shit. and a lot of jazz what, what's brilliant about jazz and and if people cover other jazz standards is that mm. the the jazz the jazz format is um sort of intro um then core sort of melody um, sort of almost like a repeating melody that comes goes away and comes back. Um, yes. And they all come together as a band, they play that bit, and then it moves into the improvisation of whether it's the, the drummer, the guitarist, the pianist. But what they always do is they always come back and replay that, come back to that melody and play it again. So yeah. any version of that, you'll get that reference, but then it'll always move and go somewhere different each time. Yes, yes, yes. This which is, is cool. It's really, and, then, yeah. and then once they've finished their improvisation, you've all got to start clapping. You clap, you clap. You clap. <laughs> When every when every musician gets their chance to shine with a with a yeah. solo, yeah, I think I watched like every different possible performance of that one song, Victory Dance. Mm. Which is that performance on? Was it on the Graham Norton show that you first saw them? It, it must the have show? been. I didn't. Cl- I think yeah, you said last it, week. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't um, 
clock what the song was at the time i just i remember yeah. thinking ah i want to check these guys out yeah i think it was victory dance and i watched the the actual video the mercury music prize performance loads of performances of it and it's like it, it there was a weird thing to it where it did exactly what you said where everyone you know that we're on the melody we're all on it together we all go in these different directions piano mm. man gets his time everyone gets his time we come back we leave we come back we improvise yeah. we come back all this stuff but like every time it was it felt different. super fresh yeah yeah and different it was really really um intriguing and awesome and this album's and... interspersed with weird conversations and one of the conversations is with a guy who sort of says every time i go out there and play i don't know what i'm gonna play yeah, I liked that. I liked. Um, they also had a, a British guy saying like, "This isn't your American jazz," yeah. which is cool. And then it had very a very young voice on. I think the last track saying something about like a woman came up to me after a show saying, "You really helped me take my mind off a really mm. bad time for me." And he said, "Oh, music's a big deal." I've learned you never um, go to the house, go to someone's house with your arms swinging. Yeah, what they was should, that again? Should, Remind you me. You should always be holding something. You, you should, should always be bringing something to a party. Should, yeah. Never don't bring something to a party. Don't, don't, I like don't go to a house with your arms swinging. I like that. Yeah, it's, that's, it's a nice that's, way of putting that's, it. That's, I think that's such an old mum in the kitchen uh, mm. truism that uh, we, should, we should remember. And I, I'd like to cap off my review by saying, um, like in terms of like just that what, tiny you're little... lie about your review? Is that, I'd is like that to... what that means? Cap, <laughs> no, cap off? No, cap lie off is off? different. No, okay. no cap no cap with this review okay. um but that little tiny bit more like oh i'm actually invested i might i might start following this lot hmm. was um their brit uh, brit their mercury music prize award-winning speech uh the speech didn't win an award this was their award upon winning the prize and the band leader is actually the drummer he actually hmm. calls himself the band leader and when he spoke i was like oh damn uh, with good reason um his, his opening line was good enough and i thought i might just quote that but i'm going to quote a couple of lines after it. he just said first of all let me thank god because if a jazz band winning the mercury prize doesn't make you believe in god i don't know what will that's funny good stuff um and then he gave a bit of love to his manager big up every single mum and dad represented across the band but then it was this bit that i found quite moving most importantly ezra collective represents something really special because we met in a youth club this moment that we're celebrating right here is testimony to good special people putting time and effort into helping young people to play music. Right now, this is not just a result of Ezra Collective. This is not just a result for UK Jazz, but this is a special moment for every single organization across the company, across the country, rather, plowing their efforts and time into young people playing music. Big up Tomorrow's Warriors. Big up Kinetica Blocko. Big up the Brit School. <coughs> big up East London Arts and Music. Big up Jubilee Youth. Big up Audio Active. Let me tell you something really serious. We've got something special in the UK. We've got something special, by the way, of young musicians. So let's continue to support that. Like, what a message. Are you going to get more fucking wholesome than that? That's mad. Yeah, um, and you know what our government's doing. Yeah, exactly, and it does make you think. Like, ah, it's it's like what a, the cultural scene we have in this country, and how much uh, our our government doesn't seem to really rate it or care. But like, hey, these gyms are still emerging, and and sh shout out to the actual people in the trenches doing the work and encouraging people and getting them to nurture their love of stuff because stuff like this doesn't come from a vacuum. As we were talking earlier, it comes from. The soil, <laughs> these story farmers, you got to plant it, you got to water it, you got to let it grow. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, uh, music, music those, is good. Those music youth facilities are, are few and far between these days because they're normally funded by local governments, but central government have cut a lot of that funding. So, And with without the investment, what are these people doing and stuff? Exactly. Like, you, can't, uh, you can't encourage, you can't nurture, you can't. Sad. It's really sad because um, it's not just it's not just the lack of it's the fact that we just had it. So like it just makes that contrast of not having it anymore like hit a bit harder. 
I can't even, sometimes I'm so old, bro, I don't know. I can't really remember what he had back in our youthful days, but it seemed like there was stuff. I, I taught at one for a small period of time. I did I cool. did a few classes. I did I taught, did like a guitar class at one which yeah, mm. in Wealdstone, which was quite mm. cute. They had, mm. they had a facility there. I don't know if it's still there. Probably not. Um, mm. But I feel like on that really and... happy note, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your what's your guess? All we is? all we will say is you know rather than go to a youth club, just fund our Patreon so we can continue <laughs> to do this. <laughs> That's so sad. If we don't have youth clubs, but we have podcast patrons instead, I won't take that as a replacement. That's awful. <laughs> For just um, £76 a month. <laughs> anyway, oh, I- you, you were saying, like, for someone who isn't a jazz person, probably get into the singles. I would say, because there's so just many different the routes these album. days. Well, I would actually say, um, if you're this way inclined, either watch a live performance song. Yes on that, youtube or that's something i wanted to say earlier is yeah, that please, go for it. i find jazz on an album mm. not as enthralling as actually just going yes. and watching it yes yes because i think me, me and my partner go to a lot of jazz but we don't listen to a lot of jazz at home sure but that's sure, because sure, we sure. go for the just the pure like it's, yeah. like you say you don't know what you're going to get and yeah. it's it's so much fun just watching it and enjoying it live yeah that sometimes an album doesn't capture this album does a very good job of catching it though capturing sure. that sort of energy um yeah. and you can feel it but not all albums do so i yeah. think that yeah i think you're right just mm. watch that graham norton episode or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or watch and i was literally gonna yeah. to, to, to add on you'll, to you'll put you it in the show notes i'm sure <laughs> to, yeah 100 percent well but to add on to what you just said i was gonna follow that up with and even better if you ever get the chance to see them live that's what you should actually do because it's yeah. funny yeah I'm, of course there are great jazz records but there is something that other level of like it is one of the best examples for like see a thing live because yeah. as we've been discussing since we were teenagers neil young's immortal quote that pizza life... express still in london oh yeah there's loads of pizza expresses doing jazz in london still yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah you got that's, that's, that's a good little gateway whether you're eating your pizza slice or you're yeah checking out any sort of club that does it, even if it's like a a more standard old thing, like you, you, it's always going to be unexpected when it comes to jazz. And as we've been discussing since we were teenagers, Neil Young's immortal quote: "Live music is better." Mm. Full stop. That's the whole quote. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I would uh, recommend there. And I wonder if you said you've come in low, and now I yeah. think you've been a bit surprised by the review. So are you going to be more yeah, I wasn't than expecting two off? It. I wasn't expecting hey. it. I thought I was listening to it, and I was like. Is he? Is he gonna get? Is he gonna be upset? There's not enough talking. So you legit thought I'd be like, oh, but there was no words. So fuck this shit. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it just turns out that as much as we know each other, we really still don't know each no. other at all. Nice to nice nice to start getting to know you here at season three. In terms of our friendship, this is more like Jeffrey, season I'm twenty-one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, nice, it's to, nice meet to meet you. you. <laughs> so see. I had you as a two in anticipation because. Oh. It's hard to get a three out of you these days. Mm. Um, for some reason, I had you as a two in enjoyment. And then I had you as a three in retrospect. Based on your review, mm. I'm thinking those last two are fours. But I don't know. You tell me, Jeffrey. Yeah, it's a, it was a three, four, four. Yeah. So I think even on my, on my two off. I'm way off. It. I'm like shit. five off or some shit. I don't Back know. on the board. Yeah, I think you're three off, three bro. Off. So you, yeah. Did you, yeah, wow. Okay, well, listen. Back on the this board is... that doesn't exist and won't be updated yet. 
<laughs> not with the update. Scores. It's so much quicker if I just let you win one. But no, listen, that's part of the charm of the show is the the surprise. It's and it's not always a surprise the other way. I feel like we've had a few in a row where it's a surprise how much the other one has not enjoyed the experience. Mm. So this week we went the other way with that one. So that's that's a fun little uh, change up. And no, this you know how um, now that we're three seasons in, we can really say this. You know how I really know this is like born out of a genuine appreciation these scores mm. is that now i feel like in an off pod sense i feel like if i saw them when they were playing live i would shout you and try and go to see them with you yeah. so like that's how I mean, much i've, I've got jazz at the it. church in a couple of weeks if you want to come <laughs> you have got jazz at the church ezra collective there what are we saying who's, who's uh, the, the tendalonias or tendalonis or something i can't remember Definitely. i've seen the posters after if everything the, the i posters just said are right next to aylesbury wrestling posters <laughs> nice after everything I just said about Catch Anything, don't just wait for the big names. I feel like I want to Google them first, but that is what it is. Um, in terms of it's clarinet, some... It's like clarinet, piano, bass, something Ooh. or other. Yeah, I know. Okay. But are they bigging up the Brit school? Are they bigging up the youth? Like, what are they saying in their awards acceptance speeches? Oh, I don't know if they've got any. Um, <laughs> but what are we It's even cooler to week? catch them before, so maybe I will come with you. If we ended up coming off this episode doing a jazz special, that would be brilliant. And Go to the we'll church. Probably We'll lose at least three listeners. Um, yeah, what am I pitching today? You've got, oh, you've got a lot of. I, I'm looking at. Can we just a bit of behind the curtain action for the listener? Mm. Are you arriving? I know the other week you literally did. You called an audible last minute. I'm recently doing a thing where I'm just looking at a list and picking <laughs> based on how I feel at the end of the ep. It's not like the big ultimate list, but I come yeah. in with like three or four, and then depending on how the episode goes, how are you doing this? You just have the one. Um, I was teetering, and then mm. I've leaned fully into one from the, okay. well before record. I'd leaned pretty hard into one. I think there was a couple, and I've leaned into the other. Okay, well, we are in an era of um, banking, so the listener might not know, but sometimes. Um, it's hard for the triple CAH to stay super relevant week to week. We're not. Mm. It's ever since we ditched the week that was really as a segment that we've just realised. Oh, listen, we can just bank some episodes in advance. No one has to worry. Stop no one telling them what we do, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's still January or anything, and we're recording. We bank this, them, but... and then we're still going over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but basically, I have um, something that uh, is very, very uh, fresh. And mm-hmm. it is a Channel 4 program <gasps> that features a comedian some of you might be aware of. And it's not quite comedy, but it's not quite uh, a documentary. It sort of straddles the line because the newest edition of a series of, of verses is Joe Lysett versus The Sewage on Channel wow. 4. Taking on an industry, taking on sewage. Um, this Joe is a Lysett series. This is an episode of a series. I think he's done it. I think it's like more like he does editions of it. So he's mm. done Joe Lysett versus the oil industry or something. And this yeah. new upcoming one is versus sewage. So I would like for you to watch that this week, Christopher. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah. That's been done. Um, so I got hard into your DMs the other week. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. I got very excited about something that I found out about. Um I think it's a crime that, as far as I'm aware, you haven't watched this movie. Oh, yeah. So it's my own personal crime I've committed. Yes. Um, Considering how much we love someone that's in this movie, Mm. I can't believe you've not watched this movie. I Mm. think this movie doesn't get enough love. This Mm. movie has a sequel. This movie is now going to have a third rendition, which is what I got excited about and got in your DMs about. And just mm. proceeded to send you every oh, no. tweet that 
<laughs> every tweet that I could find telling me about the announcement of this third instalment of this movie featuring fair, Jim Carrey. This was uh, the only way I was ever going to watch this. <laughs> so you are going to watch the 2020 movie Sonic the Hedgehog featuring wow. Ben Schwartz, mm. Jim Carrey, that other guy that gets around in a lot of movies. Um, and I really hope you actually enjoy it because I thought it was great. I then watched the second one in the cinema with my friend and his son. <laughs> but oh, nice. I was really there just for me. Um, <laughs> and now that I found out they're doing a third and that Jim Carrey still lined up to be in it as Dr. Robotnik still makes yes. me very happy. Yes. So it's a, yeah, I, it's a I, nice one hour 49. Yeah, I no, we, I just looked up the running time that I, of course I found you did. straight to the running time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it took me a minute to realise, because I think you might have noticed when you were going hard in the DMs, you how I was going hard in the ignoring you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Sonic the Hedgehog 2020. Yeah. Um, did someone play Hedgehog? Sonic? Yeah, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz is Sonic, the yeah. voice of... He's the voice of Sonic. Right. John Ralphio is Sonic the Hedgehog. And can you confirm that this is now all that Jim Carrey will ever do? Is that what? Apparently so. Okay. Like, we want him to do other stuff, but you know Let what? Me... He just looks like he's having my... the fucking time of his life being Jim Carrey. Well, okay, interesting. With the hedgehog. With the cartoon <laughs> video game hedgehog. Okay, gotcha. I, I, I legit don't know how that's a movie. So that's how I'm coming in. I like, you ever play the I, game when you were a kid? Never... I think I probably did. But, uh... Definitely remember thinking this shouldn't be a movie. Like I had that thought. <laughs> no. no, you're wrong. You're incorrect in your opinion. You can talk to six year old me. You can't talk to six year old me like that. You can talk to thirty. I can talk to six year old you. <laughs> he never thought that, but he didn't think I'd be doing this podcast. So what did he know? Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. By the way, you do realize we did like forty minutes on the Grammys, like ten minutes on, on I Ezra like, Collective. I, I feel like we had to squeeze in so much love for Ezra Collective. It's just the problem is. I you think spoke that too is, much about as, the Grammys. <laughs> it's just there was too much Grammys to speak about. Did I talk about Taylor's speeches? This fucking president of music, fucking um, Jack Antonoff was there a lot. He was. You see, Boy Genius. Did he lot. win like best Ed producer Sheeran. or some shit? No, he just got. Oh, maybe he did, but it wasn't broadcast. But Taylor made, went in on giving him his flowers. Mm. Um, Boy Genius also won, and they seemed really happy. But that wasn't on the broadcast, so that's sad. Um, yeah. Listen, it was a good, it was a good show. It's no the year that wasn't, but it was a good, it was a good show. And mm. I'm mad into my jazz now. Um, it's been, a, it's been a good show. It's, 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 it's Sonic next week. It really is. Now this <laughs> Sonic, is the end. Sonic the Hedgehog and Joe Lysett. This is what we do. We go from jazz and the Grammys do. to Sonic and Joe Lysett. I'm looking forward we to bring, it. Yeah, it's going to be a good episode. Are you still watching Four The Apprentice? Good. Um, at some point I was. I've lost track now. So at some point I was. <laughs> point i at some point i didn't watch the new one but if there hasn't been another new one then i potentially still am but it's not it's not a given so you watched you week might... two i did watch week two okay so you just yeah. got week three only happened like two days ago you're right i th i think if you want to ensure i watch it you're just gonna have to pitch it every week and affect the quality of the podcast Fine. <laughs> but that no, maybe talk now this out, is the Jeffrey, end please let this be the end but it's been a very fun time we're looking forward to uh, another triple CAH cocktail of fun next week. Hope to see you there. And this is the end. This is the bit where I say goodbye. He says take care. So, goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, 
The microphones bleed cause they're so cheap We're sorry to your ears If you don't like the intro Or the bit in the middle of this outro Or if you don't like the whole show Question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast If you think we both speak too fast Too many tangents never stay on task Pick up a book instead If you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again